you are the boss. Fear is not a factor for you. This is where we're going to learn who will be the ultimate survivor. So with your permission, I'd like to take this guy on the boat, and then once he's trapped at sea, teach him a lesson he'll never forget. I can't believe you stop taking pictures of yourself. Your sister's going to jail. You going? Yes. All right. Welcome to Confession Cam, a podcast about reality TV. I'm John. I'm Hunter. And I'm Daisy. And we're finally done uh, with this goddamn show. This is our last episode talking about season two of The Kardashians. And then we're going to move on uh, to something else, which we will reveal at the end of this episode. So stay tuned. Um, If you can stick it out with us till the end, we'll tell you what's coming next. Um, How y'all doing? Everyone have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am on a weird medical diet right now. So my... uh, I'm just getting a body scan, but because of that, I have to be on a low iodine diet, which means I can't have anything with salt in it and a lot of greens and stuff. So my Thanksgiving dinner was a unseasoned potato and some broccoli. What a bummer. Yeah. But I have two plates of leftovers that I've frozen for the day I'm done with the test. (laughs) So I'm going to have Thanksgiving in December. Nice. Yeah. Um, well, I hope everyone listening at home had a good Thanksgiving. Um, and yeah, what did y'all uh, think of this goddamn show? We're, um, I thought these past two episodes were quite boring. I mean, we say this every week. I feel like we're just repeating ourselves. But uh, it's more of the same, it feels like. More fashion shows. Yeah, it feels like we're just getting tired of like... Yeah, the same fashion show kind of stuff every single episode. Um, there's just there hasn't really been anything interesting happening. It's it's kind of just like I don't know. It it, it feels like just the regular everyday life of a rich person and not like an actually interesting, exciting show. Yeah, I feel like a lot of reality shows, even though it's unscripted, it has like a story arc. And there's not, even the first season of the Kardashians kind of some of the episodes had a story arc. There was like Kim's um, sex tape that they had to hunt down and, and all that stuff. But like there's no story arc with any of these episodes. It's just kind of like showing some people living their lives. And I feel like that's what makes it so boring compared to other reality TV. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I feel like this season, this is I've only watched two seasons of the show i watched the very original keeping up with the kardashians mm-hmm. first season and then i watched this and like they couldn't be more worlds apart even though it seems like they're really trying to like make callbacks and stuff to it mm-hmm. from at least from my scene it's like i feel like this season has gone just like straight downhill as far as interesting like they yeah. started off with like all the baby drama and talking about like Kim's uh, hip or Chris's hip replacement. And and like, yeah, most of that got, um, excuse me. Most of that was like resolved through at least the halfway point of the season and the court case. We'll get into it in this episode, but like, because it's a court case that was actively going on, they couldn't talk about it. So there's no real drama to the viewer. Like you could tell they were worried about it, but as a viewer, like, I didn't even really understand what was going on without exterior context. So I, I feel that maybe they're just assuming that they're most of their viewers know all of that. But for me, it was mm. just like, they're really excited about something, but they're not going to tell me what it is. Yeah. 
totally. I feel like even between season one and two, it got way more boring. And I don't know if yeah. that's just fatigue or that the I, I I don't know. I do think the actual content has gotten worse. I'm good with just skipping season three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, whenever we get to that point, um, maybe maybe something will make us change our mind next year. Who who knows? Yeah, if we get some real demand. You know, if, if people want, if pe- if people are clamoring for us to talk about season three of the Kardashians, we'll do it. But um, let's get into the episode. So we'll start with episode nine. This entire episode, for the most part, centers around the Met Gala, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think of uh, big moments that happened. Uh, Kendall peed in a bucket. Yeah. That uh, was that was kind of fun. Yeah. My notes just say pee foot. Uh, she accidentally peed <laughs> on her feet. Yeah. I don't know if you guys caught this, but in one of the shots where they're in the van and Kendall's peeing in the bucket, I mean, they don't actually show her peeing in the bucket, obviously, because, um, you know, Hulu's not paying them enough for that. Um, but the cameraman has this weird smile on his face. And I, I don't know. I wish that we I wish that we were a video podcast so we could show a clip of this guy. But um I, I, you know, it's, it's hard to tell. If Did it look creepy? Yes. Oh no. <laughs> I, I feel like he was having too good of a time watching Kendall Jenner pee in a bucket. I'm just saying. I don't know if I worked on a show like this and I was around for a moment like that. I think I'd be pretty entertained too. But do you mean like he was like entertained in the wrong kind of way? I don't know. I don't know. You, well, I just, you it's hard to creepy, say. So I know if he was just like, and I'm into this or like a wow, weird Kind of, yeah. He's he's welcome to come on the show and defend himself, but yeah. <laughs> until then, he will always remain as our piss fiend cameraman. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm quickly gonna review all the looks uh, real quick. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Kendall looked great. Loved her dress. Uh, Kim looked good. Uh, I thought Chloe looked good. Courtney and Travis looked like trash. <laughs> it, their their outfits were awful. And then we already talked about it last week, but Kylie's outfit was corny as hell. Yeah, I did. I don't have this in my notes, but just like from memory, Travis looks like a scene in a movie where he knocked out a conductor of an orchestra to sneak into the back room of the theater, <laughs> and he's wearing the conductor suit that doesn't quite fit right. Yeah. He's also wearing a kilt, which is just yeah. That's that's. I don't, it's a choice. Uh, I shouldn't say anything about a kilt because it's a cultural thing or whatever. But is it is it his culture though? Yeah, that's that know. too. I will I will say Genealogy, this. Genealogy, Travis Barker. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. Everything we've seen from Travis, uh, I don't think he has any connection to the kilt, other than maybe having played shows with the Dropkick Murders before. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Um, he probably has played shows with the Dropkick Murphys. Maybe that's where he got the kilt. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. Famechain.com. <laughs> you actually, wait, what's the name of this website? Famechain.com. Travis Land. Oh, his middle name is Landon, which is also the name of his, I think his oldest kid. Is this his 23 and me? We found it. I mean, I don't think that this is actually going to have it. It, it talks about all of his relations, which is pretty creepy. I hope that I'm never on famechain.com. What was the name of the designer who passed away? 
Oh, Virgil Abloh? Yeah. I looked him up, and I'm not a fashion guy, although I did go to an art school that had a fashion department, so I absorbed some of it, like, um, by By default being there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, His stuff's, like, really fun and, like, very tongue-in-cheek. And I definitely see where, like, a design like that was coming from, but I, I don't think it worked for her, and I think it was, like, subpar in general of a design. Yeah. Like, it's just weird. It, it was kind of like, if, if, I think I said this last episode, it just feels like someone's, like, college fashion course, like, last minute, I have, like, a dress and I have some lace. Yeah, and she's like, oh, I'm getting married to the Met Ball. Oh, I'm my like, God. What? That Even... was such a weird thing to say. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know what, I don't know what's going on with Kylie. Also, I have to say, uh, Kendall's bleached eyebrows, I was not, that was not for me. I didn't like, yeah. I didn't like the bleached eyebrows. Wasn't super into that. Loved the dress, though. I thought it was actually pretty creepy looking. What, the bleached eyebrows? Yeah. yeah. I, I think that almost just never looks good unless you're going for like a sci-fi look. Yeah. Yeah. Or like an androgynous look, which maybe that's what they're going for, but... Yeah, and she's definitely the most like model, like runway model. I mean, I think she's the one that does the most. If I don't know if any of them do like actual runway modeling, but... I, um, I, I don't know the the difference as well but i know like it seems like the last like four episodes kim's just constantly like i'm not a fashion model i'm not a i don't know what what's up with that because that's uh, without having ever watched this show i assume that's literally all she was yeah same like i thought that's what her career path was so like to keep hearing that come up in all these moments is like uh but you're a red carpet model not a runway yeah it's i don't i don't know enough to know the real difference but I do have one note on all the Met Gala stuff, though. Mm-hmm. I actually thought that uh, Pete was actually pretty funny, and I yeah. came to the scary moment that maybe I just hate SNL. Yeah, and so I his association with it just like ruined it for me. Yeah, I thought the exact same thing. I was like, maybe, maybe I just hate him on SNL, but outside of that, he's not so bad. He did something that I thought was very funny, which is um, I think it was after the Met, Kim was like, Pete, will you come take a shower with me? And he dropped everything he was holding and sprinted <laughs> to the shower. Yeah, I like the joke he made where Kim was talking about, like, it's, aren't you excited? This is like our first red carpet together. I was hoping it'd be something like Milan or something. He's like, I was hoping it'd be the Kid's Choice Award so we could get slime. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That like, was pretty that, good. Yeah. If um, he was in this show more, man, it, it's crazy that I'm saying this because I've talked so much shit about him. But honestly, if he was on this show more, this show would be so much more watchable. Yeah, this is big for me because I feel like some of the the infancy of this podcast was John talking about how he hated <laughs> Pete Davidson and me talking about how I actually liked him. Yeah, you uh, you you were ahead of the curve. <laughs> <laughs> All I knew about him was clips from Saturday Night Live, and yeah. watching it, I was just like, "This is the least funny man in the world." Yeah, but on a show as weird as the Kardashians, he's able to get a couple lines in there. Mm-hmm. So like, I gotta yeah. give him credit for that. Yeah, I mean, I think SNL just sucks. That, yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, you're watching the least funny show in the world. That's why he seems like the least funny man in the world. What else we got from this episode? We they did close the case, yeah. uh, which they were all very excited about. Um, it's hard for me to like sympathetically be excited for the Kardashians winning a court case. I mean, I don't know enough about it to know if they were guilty or not, but. 
they could get sued, you know? Right, That's it's like chump change for them. See, I my secret hope, which is in like a cartoon world, would have happened where Black China won. And because of that, they had to feature her on like future oh episodes of the show. <laughs> like, how awful, awesome would that be if she was just around, like not dating Rob <laughs> anymore, but like she's le- contractually obligated to be on the show, so they just have to like bring her to things. That would make that would increase the level of drama, which would make this show a lot more entertaining. Honestly, they should have done that. They should have yeah. intentionally lost the case and had that, or they <laughs> could have settled. I don't know. It's just funny to me, like. They're they're so tense about it as if they're like actually have anything to lose at all. I'm sure it's the equivalent of getting like a parking ticket for the Kardashians. I'm sure money wise it's not that big a deal if they had lost, but maybe maybe it's like the bad publicity that they don't want or something. I don't know. Is there bad publicity for the Kardashians? I I honestly Touche. I think it's a combination of spite and I don't know the full legal details of what would have happened if she'd won. Sure. Like, I don't know what kind of, how that would affect like their own show and the copyright and their deals with Disney and all that shit. Like I could see Disney being a little worried. Like we brought this brand new show on and it's already, we're losing money to lawsuits. Mm -hmm. So sure. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. Um, I did have a note about the court case though. Which was like, holy shit, I have a new life goal. I need to have a cute courtroom illustration of myself done before (laughs) I die. (laughs) That was my favorite montage of just like all the very fashion forward photos of them like up in on the, I was going to say the pulpit, but like up like speaking in front of the Mm -hmm. court. Yeah. And it's like, damn, I need that. That needs to be, I need something like that framed in my living room. We could, uh, whenever we get a Patreon set up, maybe we can use the Patreon dollars to hire whoever does that for a living to just draw to just draw like a portrait of you. That would be sick. Wait, <laughs> yeah. maybe if we do some court TV episodes, we can, <laughs> yeah. there we go. that'd be great. Um, one thing we have to talk about is, uh, Courtney and Travis, because Courtney didn't want to mess up her makeup. They, would, they wouldn't kiss on the lips. So they just started licking each other's tongues. <laughs> the, the do that noise again. <laughs> it was it was so so bad i actually missed it because i was looking at my phone taking notes about something else and my girlfriend made me like rewind and rewatch it she's like you need to see that disgusting yeah. they are so foul so foul um yeah i mean like a little bit of pda is fine but they take it to a whole other level she says at the beginning of the episode she's like i'm not really nervous and i'm like of course you're not nervous. You're not nervous about anything. Like she clearly does not feel any sort of emotions. No. I don't know. Yeah. I she, don't know what that is. She's a strange she's, person. She's gone off that California medical or what, but <laughs> <laughs> anything else from this episode? Oh, can we talk about uh this this I actually love is that they they had like catered pizza and donuts at the uh, at the hotel room after the met which was fun i love that mm-hmm. but the name of the the donuts that they had catered you can see tracy's holding a box that says donuttery which is just the worst <laughs> fucking <Yeah>. stupid <laughs> la name for a donut place like <clears throat> 
just call it like Bob's Donuts or whatever. You don't have to call it Donuttery. I one thing I noticed in that scene was I saw like a lot of people who had like shirts that said like crew and like it looked like it wasn't just like the family eating i mean there's a fucking ton of food there Mm -hmm. but it actually looked like people working on the show and doing like the makeup and stuff were hanging out and eating and stuff too which like i kind of admire that like yeah i I hope they hooked them up i mean some well sometimes you also see them like joking and talking with random people on the cast and or in the crew and they'll make it on the show and like it does kind of feel like they are are like all friends like they're following them around in their day to day life, but it does have it does have a better vibe to it than just like, all right, the family's eating and we have two camera people here. It's like it seemed like there were a lot of people there and actually mm-hmm. like Oh, and and they thank God profusely for they winning do. the court case, which yeah. is just like They thank God a lot in both of these episodes. Um I guess Kanye's not the only person in this family that's on that on that God tip. Yeah, it's just it's funny to me because I don't know isn't isn't Christianity kind of about like sharing your wealth and stuff like that like, and you know like chastity and, <laughs> I don't know I'm not judging anyone I'm not a Christian or I, but I was raised Christian and like when I was a kid it felt like people like this were who they were warning you not to be yeah but I feel like modern Christianity doesn't really give a fuck vanity. I don't know. There's like a there's like a segment of Christianity that's really into like being wealthy and like the more wealth you have, the more God is it just means that God is blessing you more. I'm not saying that's who like where the Kardashians are at cuz I I haven't heard them say anything of that nature, but um I guess I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like if I was as wealthy as the Kardashians, maybe I'd believe that there's a God too. Yeah, that's fair. Like if my life was going that good, Maybe I'd be like, yeah, someone's looking out for me. Yeah, so if you're trying to convert us to Christianity, that hot tip, give us a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> that's like step one, and I'll be pretty much... If I have, if I don't have to work a nine-to-five every day, I could spend some more time praying. Yeah. Fair. For sure. I'd I'd maybe take going to church once a week over working a nine-to-five. <laughs> I'm, I'm not... Don't hold me to that. I'm not committing to that, actually, <laughs> now that I think about it. Um. What other notes do y'all have? Uh, that's all I have for the first episode. Same. Okay, let's get into episode two. Um, season finale. The season finale. We'll get into it, but my notes are like borderline abstract, and this does not feel like a finale to anything until no. like the last ten minutes. Yeah. It's like so anticlimactic, and yeah, um, totally. It's it's just them doing a fashion show, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then they like shoehorn Courtney's baby in there. Or, sorry, uh, Chloe's Chloe, baby. Yeah. Which I get what they're trying to do because that's how the first episode opened was all about her baby and all the baby yeah. mama or the baby daddy drama and it all felt that. Really, but like, felt really forced though. It also just isn't interesting because we already knew it was happening. Yeah. Like we already right. knew, we saw the birth, not like explicitly, obviously, but like we saw all that happening in the first episode. It's not like a huge reveal that there's a baby there. And like with the, I feel like if you're interested in that kind of thing, you probably saw pictures of the baby somewhere by then. I mean, yeah. maybe they are really good at covering that up. I'm not enough into that wor- social media world of them to know if they didn't post until this episode came out, but yeah, I don't know either. Um, yeah. most, most of what I see them post on social media is just like trying to sell skims and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
they definitely could have made it more interesting. I mean, they could have they pr- could have brought Tristan in and like had a whole, you know, drama thing with that. It seems like they're trying to be as drama free as possible, which good for them. Which in principle is good, but when you're making a reality TV show, <laughs> it it just doesn't I feel like it doesn't work unless again, unless you have some kind of story arc that the show follows. Maybe this is just me and my anti-Disney rhetoric, but I wonder how much that like Dis- they're trying to clean up their show mm-hmm. and their image for that Disney International mm-hmm. releasing money. Oh yeah, like they've done the crazy shit, and now they're an established family, and they're on the Disney Channel, and they're a show that Disney won't be ashamed to put on their platform without a warning. Because mm-hmm. like it gets a little saucy, but nothing that's not just a little bit like hee hee grandma's being a little spicy joke. You know what I mean? Like or chiseling Chris's. Kim gets yeah. a, Kim gets a little saucy. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. What, what was the Kim moment from this uh, this episode? <laughs> oh um, God, yeah, where she was talking to uh, North, I believe, her and Kanye's daughter. Yeah, and one of their like I believe fashion designer is there, and she's talking about how the night that uh, her and Kanye conceived North. She was wearing a dress that this designer designed, and she says, "quote So if it wasn't for him, uh, maybe you wouldn't be here." Which is an interesting story, but not one you really need to tell your daughter. Not as a child, anyway. That's like a funny story you tell them when they're like mm-hmm. twenty-five, mm-hmm. and they meet that guy. Like, I don't know. My my notes just say it says uh, listener challenge. Go ask your mom what she wore the night you were conceived. <laughs> <laughs> who designed Who designed the outfit you wore? I bet it was like from Target or something like that. <laughs> Anything else we got for this? I mean, we, we've barely talked about it, but there's not... Before we get to the end, at least. Because yeah. the because the end is just a recap, right? Yeah. No. I have I have one note. I know you mm. have some notes on it, too. But uh, just fucking Travis Barker and that. <laughs> I love that, Landon. Yeah. Like, uh, Travis and Courtney, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, Courtney and was having a dinner, and it's her kids and Travis's kids. Her and Travis, a blended then, family, a blended. They family. remind us of that over but, and over again. Yeah. It, it, but um, they uh, they're all sitting and on their phones, and so Courtney's like, "Hey, we're trying to eat dinner and have along. Like, let's put our phones up and that kind of thing. Let's go set them. We'll set them on the side table, whatever." And Travis is just like. I love. I'm gonna make that a rule every time we eat together, babe. <laughs> babe, it's just yeah. But uh, his son's like, they're like, all right, who wants to hide our phones so you're not tempted? And Travis's son Landon like puts his phone on the table. He's like, you can take mine. And Travis goes, I love that, Landon. <laughs> it, it it feels to me like perhaps Travis has had a little bit too much therapy, and yeah, and he's taken it just a little bit too far. Travis seems like a guy who like had the personality sucked out of him mm-hmm. or something like that. Truly. Like, like he feels like a guy with no personality whatsoever. Um, I'm not, I'm not even just saying that as an insult. I'm saying it as like, I, I'm like astounded that this guy exists. Yeah. Um, Cause even the most boring people I've ever met have more personality than Travis Barker. For me, it's just really weird. Uh, just knowing like, Blink-182 and some of the other bands he's been in, just to see someone so milk toast be behind yeah. him the mm-hmm. whole time. And, like, I'm sure, like, I've met a lot of guys like this from my time playing and touring in bands and stuff. It's just, like, 
guys who will be the most insane person you've ever met at like 19 through 23 and then they get like a big boy job and all of a sudden they're like yeah i spend Mm -hmm. my time reading books like there's just like a something snaps in them and they're done with it yeah and i I don't know if maybe he had a moment like that but yeah except i don't think he reads books yeah yeah, that's (laughs) fair but i i don't know i also read books so i don't mean that it's i just like it's just like no, I know what that you mean. Very plain switch. Just like I spend my free time perusing Newsweek. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I I wish that like Travis and Chloe would like Courtney. <sighs> Sorry, you're I, good. I'm not getting the names right tonight. I, I want to see them fight. I'm sorry. I want to see them fight. <laughs> I I hate to say it. I kind of miss Scott. Like S- Scott's interesting. Yeah. Travis is not. And I, you know, ultimately, I think that maybe we're, there's an unfortunate conclusion to make from this season, which is um, maybe reality TV is inherently exploitative and to try to make it up to a point where it's not does not make for good TV, does not make for yeah. interesting TV. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like you can go the opposite direction and make it like feel good sort of reality TV, kind of mm-hmm. like, like Queer Eye or Extreme Makeover Home Edition kind of thing. Sure. But that, that, I mean, that could be exploitative too, but just in a different way. I, I feel like that's the direction they're going. And like, I don't want to pin this on the TV or anything like that. I don't think of these people that, that little, but like, I know with like, Kim doing her like going to law school and trying to get people out of jail for like minor drug offenses mm-hmm. and like things with like that. It does seem like like they want like this feel good like vibe. That's what the whole show's been kind of going for. But the problem is that they're so rich and privileged. Like the things that for them are like big feel good moments are just like weird or like obnoxious to us. Yeah, I f- I f- that that's how I perceive it because like totally framing it like that i actually do think's really interesting and like i think that's why like the chris hip stuff was really interesting and i think that was supposed to be like a victory and like i don't know like her wearing the marilyn monroe dress it's a big girl power moment like girls rock i love i i'm her she's just like me but like it's it's like a historical artifact that from a museum that you're being accused of ruining you know like for them to have a big feel good moment are these such grandiose big designed moments that it's hard to care or yeah. feel like a victory. It's you can't look at it without the lens of these people are insanely rich and yeah, sure they overcome difficult things, but with an incredible unfathomable amount of privilege. Totally. Even the, I mean, probably the hardest thing anyone went through this season was Kim's hip or sorry, Chris's hip. I'm struggling with the names too. (laughs) Chris's hip, uh, replacement. I mean, no doubt that was a difficult thing and she had to go through physical therapy and all that. But like, think about someone having to go through that if they didn't have healthcare, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Which a lot of people in this country don't, um, like it could have been so much more difficult if they were not in the position that they're in. And that's, yeah. and that's like the, the crux of a lot of shows that I feel like we'll get to some of these eventually, but shows like Extreme Homemaker and stuff where they go mm-hmm. in, like they go in, maybe not Extreme Homemaker, but you know, shows where they like do like charity work, like underprivileged family gets like their house, like disaster house remodeled mm-hmm. and like 
those kind of shows like they are exploitative but they there is a feel-good moment in knowing like we help someone even a little bit which is just not here there's like no one coming in there's no there's nothing being done for these people it's all being done themselves by their own money by their own power and that's not really what like tv style feel-good moments are about Mm -hmm. either like there is like this like little bit of an angel like moment vibe to like feel good tv yeah that is completely missing in this there's no there's no one stepping in to help them and out of a situation that they themselves couldn't get out of it's just the daily triumph of the kardashians and it starts to feel like bragging by the time we watch like 10 fucking episodes (laughs) totally yeah yeah and ultimately i mean to me i think none of those parts were none of those scenes where they're trying to invoke this feel good thing None of those were my favorite part of the whole season. I think my favorite part of the whole season was when they go to Miami and go to the clubs and like, that's actually like, you know, real, real fun. You know, something that people enjoy is going to the club and like having fun. That was like the funnest part of the whole show. And if they just did that more or showed that more, I don't know. Or like the weed episode. Yeah. The weed episode was fun. That was, yeah, exactly. Just show show you guys having fun not working not like overcoming quote obstacles you know it's and i don't know this like this whole season definitely just kind of feels like a victory lap for kim mm-hmm. uh and like i know they don't talk about kanye that much but i know at the end of their relationship and a bunch of stuff i wonder how much of it really is like kind of her getting over that hump mm-hmm. and like kind of taking mm-hmm. a victory lap i mean not that you need one on with that whole situation but uh <laughs> yeah. i don't know there's so many moments too where it's like kim's doing something and she's forcing one of her sisters to do it and they openly are like i don't like doing this but kim asked me to yeah it's important for kim that we all walk the met gala together it's important that we do this in paris together but yeah, i don't know chloe like actively this. did not want to do that yeah, yeah. especially <laughs> chloe multiple times just yeah. like didn't want to do a lot of this shit and i don't know if it's for the tv show or that's just how their relationship is but it does there's a lot of moments that feel weird and forced even for what this show is about so yeah i saw that chloe has her own solo show on um hulu that i'm kind of interested in watching just because she she has such a different i don't know vibe from uh, at least the other two of the oldest. Yeah, she seems sisters. like a person that would not want to have her own show. And that's yeah. why it's kind of interesting that she does have her own show. I, I saw that too. It popped up on my um, recommended... Cocktails with Chloe. Oh, yeah. it's actually from 2016, which is interesting. Is it like an interview show or something? Like, Was she trying to do like the podcast thing? I'm looking it up. It only aired for one season. I know Kylie had her own show t- too, but that makes a little more sense. I feel like for Kylie's personality. Yeah, and Kylie is like I feel like Kylie is definitely more appealing to like a younger audience. Yeah, that's true. Whereas Chloe solo, I don't know who her audience really is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Shout out to my hairdresser Cameron, but we were talking about it while I was getting my haircut the other day. Very he, nice haircut, by the way. It's thank you. It's an audio medium, so our our listeners can't see, but it, um, I thought about that when I walked in. Thank Looks you. great. Thank you. But uh, we were <clears> joking <throat> with him, and I was joking with him, and like least favorite Chloe, like agreed with it. Like, yeah. 
I don't know. She's just got such a weird vibe all the time. I don't like it. Really? Uh, Chloe over... Cor- I feel like Courtney would be... Oh, sorry. Yeah, Courtney is who I meant. We can yeah. cut that out. But, uh, <laughs> That's okay. I get those two mixed up all the fucking time. Yeah, I do too. Well, it's hard because they all... Again, I think we talked about this on a different episode, but they all start with K. Or C-H. No, K- even Chris starts with K. Really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's fucked up. That's, <laughs> That's kind of evil. Yeah. <clears throat> That's like something that like Stanley would put in a comic book because he didn't <laughs> like having to remember characters' names. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, that's why all of his characters' names were alliterations, was so he could remember them all. Peter Parker. Oh. J. Jonah Jameson. That's pretty funny. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. But I've, I feel I, I feel like either Chris or um, the original um, Robert, lawman. I yeah, Rob Kardashian. Yeah. I, I wonder if one of them was just like, well, I'm not going to remember all these names. Yeah. Starts with a K. Chris um, is short for Kristen. Oh, really? Ah. Uh, that um, makes sense. So at the end of the episode, we kind of get like a retrospective where they they ask each of the ladies, so what was the past year like? Um, and they just describe their past year. Um, not super interesting, but we forgot to mention that Kendall adopted a horse. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and she... The, the way she... Uh, presented it was she said i'm pregnant with a horse or something like that right i'm having a baby that's what she said she said i'm having a baby and then she paused for a minute to let like the suspense kick in and then she goes horse yeah and she mentioned she's moving to a ranch good for her yeah which i mean really does i feel like uh add to our our like fingers crossed, she's a lesbian vibe. Just gonna go off solo <laughs> to a ranch somewhere and like get away from everyone else. Yeah, I think having a surrogate baby horse is definitely one of the most belligerently wealthy things that anyone does on the show. Yeah, yeah. E- even for their horse, they go through a surrogate. I mean, if you're if it's your first horse, technically it has to be though. Like. Is that because you can't give birth to a horse like you, you, you essentially you like it's like buying a um, like a purebred dog. Oh, but horses are I feel like it's so hard. You, At least from my perception of that world, you can't you could either buy an already born horse or you're like, have your horse make me a horse. Um, Wait, so is that where the term stud comes from? Because I definitely heard her say that at some point. She was like, we found a good stud. Yeah, so (laughs) a stud is a animal in the breeding term. It's a male whose only job is to, like, breed with females. So they'll usually have, like, one stud and a bunch of females. See, that's hilarious because my family is, like, pretty, uh, pretty conservative. They don't like to talk about sexual things very much. But uh, but they throw around the compliment stud a lot for some reason. They go like, you're looking like a stud today. And I think they have no idea that like it has that. Yeah. Because um, they wouldn't be throwing it around so loosely if, if they knew that <laughs> where it came from. I feel like they either just don't know where that comes from or it's one of those things where it's like such an old timey like animal farmer like down to earth kind of americana term almost that 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 it also just like it's fine for them to use because it's like i don't know it is a way of talking about fucking like breeding animals for like game pets or food so 
Anything else from this episode? Uh, I will note we mentioned all the wrap-ups and stuff. I think it just proves that nothing fucking happened this season. They tried and give literally. them make up a storyline for all of them, and there's literally none. Yeah. Like, we're joking about Kendall's. is just like, I bought a horse, but, like, they tr- they're sh- the whole time they're showing clips from the whole season, like, this was a big wrap-up to something, and then out of nowhere, she's like, I bought a new house. I'm going. Got a pet horse. It's like, okay. Yeah. There's no hint at that anywhere else in the season or anything, and, like... Kim's is just like, I did so much that I've never done before, and I can't wait to see what I do next. Kim Kim said it was epic. Yeah, they said epic, epic. a lot in these two episodes, and it was yeah. really getting to me. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I don't know why, but I felt like I was hanging out with gamers again in like 2007. <laughs> yeah, the recap was funny because it, it feels like you're... Usually you get a recap and and you think, oh, I forgot about all these crazy things that happened because so many other crazy things happened. And the recap, it was just like, yeah, like all that happened and it wasn't particularly interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like you could just take all the photos from it and just put the text in, yet she persisted underneath it. That would be the vibe they were going for. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's Again, it's kind of like we were talking about it just the whole thing just feels like them taking a victory lap and like talking about themselves which is like a very different vibe from the stuff i've even seen about them before like sure they've always been like wealthy and doing stuff but this felt like there was nothing else happening there's no like there's there are no dudes around to like make things shitty and interesting (laughs) (laughs) yeah the one dude well i guess the two dudes that really show up the most are Travis, who's so boring that he couldn't cause any drama if he wanted to, and Corey, who, to be fair, we love Corey. Love Corey. He's just he's but not he's just really, not in it very much, yeah, or a source of drama. So let's uh, if we're done talking about the episodes, let's kind of let's wrap up um, our conversation about the Kardashians with uh, kind of a retrospective of this season. What are let's let's do this pick. Two moments that were like your favorite moments, and then pick one moment that you're like, I could have lived without that. Maybe that'll be an easy way to talk about the season. I'm going to go with Kim getting high out of her mind was my favorite moment, and I can't pick a second one. That's the only one I can think of. (laughs) I don't know why I said two, because I don't even have two. That was my favorite part of the show. So let's do favorites and then we'll do least favorites. Yeah. So I guess my favorite moment is probably like that or um, just all the dumb shit that Travis has to say that just like <laughs> leaves me a little bit like raising an eyebrow like, okay. And yeah. like he, he is the king of like non sequiturs or like simple responses to simple questions that still make me think and not in a good way not like some sage wizard kind of way but very in so much just like you added some extra stuff on there that made it weird somehow in with like two extra words yeah but i like that he's he's the the king of making things weird that's for sure yeah i love that travis um daisy what was your favorite moment i i kind of said this already but i think um when they go to Miami, I, I can't even remember what they actually go to Miami for. Cause of course it's always a work trip. I think it was a skims thing. Wasn't it? Yeah. I think you're right. But it seems like the one time that they're just genuinely having fun. 
and I, you know, I thought that was really enjoyable to, to just see them like loosen up and like, you know, uh, Chloe seems like very relatable to me and the fact that she's like drinking a Red Bull, walking around the hotel room, just like getting like so antsy for everyone to like get up and like go party. And I feel like that's just like so me. The, and, and then I feel like by the, I want to say w- once they actually go out, she's like, oh, I'm done. Like, I want to go home. Like, that's just I feel like very relatable to be like you know, really like front loading all your excitement. And then by the time you get out, it's like, ah, whatever. It just, it felt like the most real human experience, even though they were like VIP at the club or whatever. Yeah. Um, least favorite moments for me. And I know this, like a lot of people are probably going to disagree with this. Cause this is like something that probably should have been in there. Cause it made the show more interesting, but seeing them chisel, uh, Chris's hip, <laughs> was I had to look away because it, it was making me queasy. I, I could have done without that. I'm um, I think they should have, I mean, they should have left the stuff about her surgery in there. I'm not saying they should have taken that whole story arc out, but it could have been a little less graphic uh, from where I sit. It was so out of place in like an otherwise very like gentle, soft show. Yeah. Having like actual surgery footage was absolutely insane it was jarring yeah i almost listed that as one of my favorite moments <laughs> i feel like it was like the thing is that the season's been so interesting that it's such a lull that like anything to wake you up and like the sound of steel on bone will definitely yeah. do that yeah it will <laughs> yeah i kind of wish i don't know obviously they said it for the most part chronologically but i think that would have been a great finale would be to have the hip surgery yeah. Or like focused on her recovering from the hip surgery. You don't mm-hmm. have hip surgery and then walk the next day. Right. The whole time she's talking about like, I'm worried about being on a walker and stuff. And then is immediately walking like an episode later. Yeah. We got like five minutes in one episode of rehab and then she was done. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she had a fast recovery. I'm no doctor, but um, my, my least favorite episode was, or not episode, but moment was just most of the wedding shit mm-hmm. between Travis. Oh God, yeah, that was so miserable. The only thing I could even <clears throat> see someone finding interesting was when her dress was being made, and you got to see it actually being built on her. But like, you didn't get to see a lot of that. It was mm-hmm. like a lot of them talking in between it, which like, like I said, I went to art school. I find like the creation of things interesting on like a primal level. Like I love watching how it's made where you just physically are just watching like conveyor belts, make food and shit. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know just everything around that wedding. And then I don't even know if it's happened or not, but like we don't see anything about the wedding or anything. So Mm -hmm. it's just like they spend so much time on it. Like halves of multiple episodes are about their wedding and then no payoff. Yeah. We only see the prep. Yeah. Uh, I was also going to say the, the the whole wedding thing and the Milan trip is just going to skip the whole thing aside from, babe, I really want coffee right now. <laughs> oh, and, and don't don't forget, uh, I was so hungry, I ate my whole plate, babe. <laughs> <laughs> but in the interest of not reusing that, I'm going to have to say, um, I, I can't remember. The other, the other shit that happened in Italy on that trip. No. Um. Oh. 
My my least favorite thing was probably um, how much they drug out their Marilyn Monroe dress like yeah. crap. Like it was just like it got so old so fast to me. Like sure, it was cool that she wore the dress. I would have I would have preferred more Met Ball content, actual like shots of her at the Met Ball, and less of the whole prep because the prep. I mean, it was just her putting on the dress and taking it off a million yeah. times. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't know. I feel like we barely even got to see her there. Yeah. Like. I mean, we saw her get out of the car. Yeah, you saw all the other girls on the red carpet, but did, we, did they even have a shot of her on there? I don't. Didn't think so. she? She overshot the the driver. Like overshot it. So I don't know if maybe she missed. That was actually pretty funny. I was like, is she in yeah. an Uber or like what? Like, you didn't plan out that part. Like, I feel like she's such. An intense planner, and on top yeah. of that, so was Chris. Which I mean, I guess maybe Chris having to plan for all the kids—that that's what yeah. slipped up. But um, I just realized missed opportunity. We could have called it instead of favorites and least favorite. We could have called it peaks and uh, what did Travis call it? In the <laughs> peaks and pits. Peaks and pits. Yeah, that was another moment in this episode. They um, they had their peaks and their pits. I so. think it was supposed to be of like the day. Yeah, but like. Wow, so fucking in, uninteresting. I don't know. I saw the preview on episode nine about what number ten was about, and I was just like, "Oh, it's everything I hate: yeah. children, babies, and more fashion shows." <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess we didn't talk about that, but yeah, the baby was born. Yeah. But like we they, saw, it they kind of circled back to the way it started, the way the season started with Chloe and her baby. I I also would like to say that I'm just glad we're done. Me too. I'm at, I think we're all at a loss of words to have anything else yeah. to say about this show or this family. How far? How long have we been recording? Uh, 47 minutes. Okay. Um, should we give people a sneak preview of what we're doing next? I think so. Can I say a closing thought about? Yes. Oh, of course. Absolutely. I think my closing thought about about uh, uh, Kardashians on Hulu that you know the sh- the show overall is that season one, I felt like I really was like, it, it was very much a like, oh, like I have these biases about the Kardashians. Like I really, you know, thought they were worse than what they really are. Like they're, they're just, you know, this is an interesting show. Like it's fun to watch them. And then season two just completely undid that, all of that. Like I was like, I don't care about these people anymore. They're rich. They're annoying. Totally. Yeah. It's like season two confirmed all those biases that, season one worked. So I'm just repeating what you said, but, um, season one made them a lot more likable. I yes. feel like um, it was completely different vibe. Yeah. Season two, Kendall was still likable, but I feel like no one else on the show was. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they just took so many L's in the public eye lately that they wanted to clean things up a little bit between Kanye and yeah. losing a baby daddy and the black China lawsuit. And like, but it seems like drama's always been what they thrived on, so maybe they're trying to move past that. I don't know. The whole thing just felt weird. It didn't feel... I mean, it's quote-unquote reality TV, but like it mm-hmm. didn't feel like they had anything for it. Yeah. It did feel very like off-the-cuff, like we're just doing stuff with the camera, and we'll punch it up in post. Yeah. I bet they're already filming season three, but I wonder if there will be a season four. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, we can't be the only people who are disappointed in this season. So we'll see if it gets renewed for a season four. 
And that's the thing is like a lot of things that I found interesting were like seeing a little bit backstage into a world that I don't pay attention to. Like I'm not a I'm not a high fashion guy and like seeing some of the the behind the scenes stuff, like seeing how red carpets work and seeing that kind of stuff was interesting to me. But to someone who like follows this show and them, none of that is new or interesting, I would guess. And like if you're really into that, you could probably look up like Louis Vuitton and they probably post videos and shit like that every day or like follow their designers and like mm-hmm. in Instagram, you're getting fed that kind of stuff daily if you're interested in that world. So I don't, I'm really curious to see how interested people who actually were really invested in this show previously felt about this. Cause I feel like we're not necessarily the target demographic, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned that because I feel like that type of content makes more sense on like TikTok or YouTube. I think I would enjoy watching it more on TikTok or YouTube than as hour long shows. Yeah. It is definitely too long. Like, there's a lot of unnecessary footage of cars with a camera on their hood driving through a city while Mm -hmm. uh, licensed music plays. There's, to to reference one of Travis Barker's, like, uh, like, I guess, competitor bands, it's a lot of filler and not a lot of killer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, what are we doing next, y'all? I hope you're ready to get crazy and get wild for season two of Confession Cam. Ooh. Daisy, I think I think this one was your idea, so you should do the announcement. Um, we have officially decided on uh, on the next show we're going to watch. Uh, we're going to do uh, season one of the original Jersey Shore. Yes, I've uh, I've not watched it yet, so I'm excited. I haven't watched it either. We were talking a little bit before this episode, but like Jersey shore was so big when we were in high school that I feel like even though I haven't seen a single episode of it, I've absorbed some of it just through osmosis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, just because it was such a big part of the culture at a certain point in like the two thousands. Also just one of those things. It's like, I mean like every other like teenage boy at the time I watched like South park and stuff and you know, there's like a Snooki parody. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. She was on WWE, I think. And, (laughs) She was she was everywhere. I feel like. Yeah, it, it was also weird because like having not watched the show, you just see her name and that name pop up and have no clue, mm-hmm. no clue who yeah. these people were. But like, all of a sudden, just everyone seems to be about it. So it's like, hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. I from Daisy, from what you've told me, it sound, it. If nothing else, it sounds a hell of a lot more interesting than the show oh, we just yeah. watched. Um, you said there's a lot of drama, right? So much drama. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, I'm stoked. Yeah, I, I I think you guys have not really watched the show mm-hmm. substantially. I had a Jersey Shore phase, phase in college, um, so I've seen all the, you know, the original, I think, five seasons. Um, so it'll be fun to get uh, a new and old perspective on the show. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I think we're only going to do the first season for now. Yeah. So we, we might come back to it, but if you're going to start binge watching, if you get past that first season, uh, enjoy it, but we're not, we're not, <laughs> yeah. we're not doing that. So also we'll probably, if, so the next episode, we're probably going to do kind of a in between thing where, um, we interview a special guest, um, before we get started on Jersey shore. I'm still trying to confirm that, so I'm not going to announce who the guest is yet, but um, we're going to try to get someone on who um, 
has had some experience with reality TV, so we can get a peek into that world. Um, and that'll be kind of like a, a little bit of a buffer to cleanse the palate of the Kardashians before we jump into Jersey Shore. Yeah, I'm excited um, just because there, I do have a lot of questions, and I, I think it's come off in my discussion of this, but I do kind of wonder like what's going on behind the mis- like the mystique of the presentation of some of these shows. And I know they're all different. Like the real life and how much is fake of like something like the Kardashians versus something like Survivor versus like Teen Mom is all going to be different. They're yeah. the the level of rea- actual reality happening on camera is going to be manufactured in different ways at different amounts, but it'll be interesting. I have a lot of questions about that aspect of totally. things especially. It's, it's- Technically unscripted, but we know that like producers manipulate certain situations and everything. And I think what a lot of people wonder is like how much uh, of that manipulation happens and how much of it is, like you said, authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's one of those things too that like you, we would have to interview someone from every show we do. So mm-hmm. to really get an answer to that. And maybe, maybe yeah. we'll figure it out as we go. Uh, but if you guys have, who are listening, have, thoughts on that i'd love to hear it because i do think that's one of the biggest questions that's been in like about our pop culture for at least the better part of the last two decades is just like how real is reality tv and like we know a little bit but yeah you know they're not releasing behind the scenes documentaries on all of these and stuff i mean maybe if yeah. you go track down the old dvds you can find some stuff and suss <laughs> out an answer but there's some people that have done some i don't know if i'd call it investigative journalism but something close to that like there was a there was a book about the bachelor and how much of that is that show specifically is, uh, manufactured and manipulated. And, um, I actually read it, um, when I used to do a podcast about the bachelor and we reviewed the book for it. And it's fascinating. Honestly, I I think the, to use a wrestling term, the kayfabe of reality TV is one of the most fascinating aspects to me. Um, yeah. Can you, can you tell us what that means? Kayfabe. Okay. Sure. Kayfabe is like the fictional world of wrestling because mm-hmm. sometimes in wrestling, they bring in real life stuff more so than any other fictional medium. Um, and so we call that a shoot if it's a real life thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, if it's a fictional thing, like a scripted part, we call that uh, kayfabe. Interesting. Um, so, and, it's, yeah. and it's also maintaining kayfabe is like where someone will continue their character and their persona off the show. So like if you were to interview the undertaker and they were talking to you as if they were the undertaker, not the wrestler who performs as the undertaker, but they were Mm -hmm. talking to you in character. That's considered like maintaining that capable or show. Exactly. I mean, I could go on a whole diatribe about Andy Kaufman and what that means, but I'll save everybody that for the night. (laughs) Um, if you have thoughts on any of this, you can get at us. What's our, uh, do you know the Twitter off the top of your head? Is it under confession underscore cam or confession dot cam? No, I think, let me pull it up. <laughs> we can edit out the quiet parts. I need to start using the Twitter more. Twitter has been such a fucking nightmare zone later yeah. that I've been avoiding it for my own like mental health slash do not care. Yeah, about. I, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. I deleted the app once, um, I, I saw tweet by donald trump come up which i feel like i definitely had him blocked so what i'm understanding is because he hot fought when elon fired like half the staff 
they can't maintain like any of the features of the app. Mm. So there's a lot of stuff that's just like, I've heard specifically that the block just doesn't work anymore. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had Trump and Elon Musk blocked and both of them are showing up. <laughs> I get <notifications. laughs> And so I deleted the app. Yeah, but yeah, we're on there as confession underscore cam and we won't talk to you about the natures, uh, the nightmares of modern society. We'll talk <laughs> about the nightmares of society from 20 years ago on there MTV. Yeah, uh, we said it last week, but we'll say it again. We're proudly unverified, and we always will be. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're also on Instagram. I think it's that same uh, exact handle, Um, so you can get get at us on there as well. It is confession.cam. It's confession.cam on Instagram. Yes. All right. Anything else before we wrap it up? I think that's all I got for tonight. All right. Thanks for listening. See you in two weeks. Good night. I love you. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>